Next on BYU Sports Nation, welcome to July. On the heels of a jam-packed BYU football media day, what's your headline after it all? 1996 WAC Freshman of the Year. Former running back Ronnie Jenkins joins the show to discuss what that magical 96 season meant to him. Plus, the one thing we learned at media day that nobody's talking about, but everyone should be. Let's go! This is BYU Sports Nation. Brought to you by... The BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, your host, Spencer Linton and Jason Shepard. BYU Sports Station live in Radio Vision. This is how we do it on Friday, July 1st, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere, wherever and however you are dialed in. Great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with Canada Day historian... Jason Shepard. It's true. And how lucky are we that we have one of the uh, the royal family, a member of the royal family on campus in Squally, Canada. Oh, that. I mean, <laughs> that's I th- it's huge. <laughs> I didn't even make that connection. That's why you're the Canada Day historian. That's what happens. Do you know what is celebrated on Canada Day? I'm going to be honest. I, I don't. <laughs> I have no clue what Canada <laughs> did, did. Did they... <laughs> they have a, a, a revolution. Is it from breaking apart from England? I, I, like us? This is from the end-all, be-all of Wikipedia. Okay. okay. Well, if it's on Wikipedia, <laughs> nobody can edit those. So A holiday commemorating the anniversary of the Constitution Act, formerly known as the British North America Act of 1867, which united three colonies into a single country called Canada. July 1st, 1867. So it's not like they wanted... To not be a part. It was just the formation of, of three different... It was the... British North America, apparently. Okay. Now it is Canada. Well, because I know they have... Uh, don't they have... A lot of what Canada... And I'm... Honestly, I realize there are neighbors to the north. I, I don't know much about, like, the history of Canada. I know they have Mounties. Uh, Curling, hockey, super nice people. What's the... The loony? Isn't the, isn't the, the money... Isn't it a loony? A loony? No, isn't that isn't that right? I, yes, yeah, it that is. is. That is correct. Yeah, yeah. they like hockey. <laughs> uh, <laughs> honestly, I, somebody, I don't. I don't know a ton. Tell me, somebody is listening from Canada, and in all sincerity, BYU Sports Nation wishes you yes a happy Canada Day. We're we we absolutely love this week because July first, Canada Day. Yes, July fourth, Independence Day. Are you going to see that movie? By the way, no. I loved the first one. Thought it was awesome. <laughs> I have zero interest in seeing what is it? Resurgence? Is it? Is it? Isn't that what it is? I don't even. I, know. I don't know. What yeah. is it with? What is it with destruct the world movies? Like why must we always destroy the world? And why do we feel like we have to remake things or give sequels that nobody was asking for? <laughs> I mean, I, and 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 here's the thing: there are two actors that I think appear in every movie. Okay. You can pick any movie, like go to IMDb, just point your finger in a movie. It's either going to have Samuel L. Jackson or, or Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum. Yes. One of the two is in he, it. He is in every movie. <laughs> Here are today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. One of the many headlines from BYU Football Media Day was Taysom Hill saying he could play today. We'll talk more about that very specific thing, including what our biggest takeaways are in What's Trending. Cougar Tracksters, Shaq Walker, and Shea Collinsworth, hashtag 
Shaq and Shea, will both participate this weekend in the U.S. Olympic track and field trials in Eugene, Oregon. Both will run in the 800 meter. Now, Shaq hoping to be running on July 4th yeah. on Independence Day. It'd be awesome. And qualifying for the Olympics. Good luck to both of them. Zach Blair on the PGA Tour tied for fifth at the Barracuda Championship in Reno, Nevada. Blair finished the first round at plus 13, which is good seeing the tournament uses the Stableford scoring system. Are you an expert on that, Jason? Uh, is it Canadian? <laughs> <laughs> then no. If Blair were to win this weekend, he would receive an invite to the British Open. You mean the Open Championship? The Open Championship. Yes. Yes. Let's be let's be technically. They're sound they're with very that, right? yeah. They they don't like that. When did that officially change? Here's the funny thing. Everybody still calls it the British Open. <laughs> but it's the Open Championship. It is, yes, exactly. <laughs> okay. Brennan Lund continues his hot streak in the minors with the Orem Owls. Lund went two for four last night. And listen to this. Currently batting 568. He's gotten better since basically leading the country <laughs> in batting average at BYU. It's and it's and it's how great is it that he's local? His family can go to every game. The Orem Owls. That's awesome. Man. 11th round draft pick, is that right? 11th round. 11th round. But got better money than what a normal 11th round pick would get. Well, is he worth it? Uh, yeah. He's hitting 568. Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. The day after media day. Holy cow. BYU Football Media Day 2016 featured a little bit of everything. Three hours of BYU Sports Nation. We interviewed 12 guests in that time period, assessing the current state of the program in 2016 with Tom Homo, Kalani Sitake, and Trevor Maddich of ESPN. A celebration of the 1996 BYU football team 20 years after the fact and family feud-themed web chats. (laughs) It was loaded. But if you had to pick one thing to write or talk about today, which direction would you move with that? That brings us to our Twitter question. What is your headline after BYU football's media day? And by the way, people have been fantastic. Some of these are really, really good. This first one coming in from at BYU Teddy Bear 89. Let's see. BYU football's uh, 2016 season is lit. Lit up or up in flames. The Cougs season rests on flint-like offense and steely defense. Oh, my goodness. So many puns in all of that. The flint and steel. Also, did you hear Jamal Williams uh, basically just laugh me to scorn when I read the tweet that said, it's going to be lit? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) The middle-aged vanilla man. Oh, my goodness. How good is it to have Jamal back? Fantastic. We'll tell you why he is a much more mature Jamal. Okay? I mean, there are are some things that he said that absolutely caught our attention. We will discuss that more coming up in about mm, a half an hour on BYU Sports Nation. That said, Jason, we're going to give you three headlines, three takeaways, because we can because it's a Friday, and we feel like doing three. And we, okay? we, we make the rules. <laughs> we control what happens it's in our, Studio It's our B. show. I mean, we can do that. <laughs> what are your three takeaways from Media Day? Uh, number one for me, Taysom says he could play today. I, I could play today. I think, uh, uh, yeah, I totally think I could. I did all of our agilities. I've been doing everything, and um, I, I'm totally confident I could play today. For so long, we've been talking about, well, we, we still don't know if he's, if he's healthy. How healthy is he? Well, you heard it from the man right there. He's healthy enough that if there were a game today and he were named the starter, he could play. He's not a normal human being. 
He is superhuman. He's not a normal human being. He had the Liz Frank injury. It was diagnosed. They looked at it at halftime, and he went back and played on it and played pretty well. I even asked him about it yesterday, and he's like, "Man, I don't have anything to say about that. He's not normal. He's not normal. So if he says, I can play today, I be I believe yeah. him. You don't put anything past him. Look what he's been able to do in the past. He has a track record of literally super healing. I mean, the man heals at a just crazy rate. Well, and it's not without a lack of effort either. No, I mean, no. He's, he's putting in the work, yes. This is not just his body's healing. He's putting in the work and doing what it takes. Holy cow. And that's not to say he's not sore. And he did say that, too. He's like, you know, I work out and I'm, I'm still sore. But today, July 1st or June 30th, yesterday, he said, I I could play today. How about, he's dunking basketballs, apparently, according to Kalani Satake. Yeah, Kalani had to rein that back in. <laughs> Reel that back in. Okay, Taysom can play today. Easy. I'm, I'm right there with you. What else you got? All right, number two, Tom Holmo on the Big 12. There's a lot of players that have made this possible. When this happens, it's going to be because of their sacrifice on the field. Did you when, catch it? Did you catch when the word? When this happens? When this happens. Not if. When. Hey, here, here's the thing. I think it was pretty clear from what Tom Holmo said yesterday in the state of the program. BYU has put its best foot forward. They've done everything they feel they can. They've given all the information that they can. They also realize that the Big 12 is well aware of the tradition that BYU football brings. He mentioned 40 years of winning tradition. Beyond all the data, that's also what BYU brings to the table. 40 years. The funny thing was, you know, everybody just thinks that, that Tom's plugged in and he's getting information daily. He says, we honestly don't know anything. We get our updates just like you from the reports. That's how tight-lipped the Big 12 is on this stuff. They're not letting this stuff get out. BYU has taken a low-key approach, and they have been very clear that that will not change. They yeah. don't want to push the envelope, no, they I don't think want, was the They phrase. don't want to bug the Big 12 constantly. They, they, they don't think that will serve them well. And then number three, a unified football staff. It, it was so obvious to me, and it really has been since day one, since this staff was put together. Number one, just how much this staff gets along and likes each other, but they have each other's backs. Every single person was talking about how good the other guy was and how impressed they are with the other guy. And I, I understand they haven't, haven't coached a game yet. I totally understand that. But that is such a good dynamic, and players, they can sense that stuff. And I'm not saying anything about the previous staff that they didn't get along. I'm just saying fans, players, this, this, is, this is something they can latch on to. The number one thing that I took away is what you brought up first, and that's Taysom Hill. But I want to take it a step further. And yes, I, I see what you see with the coaching staff, too. It's just going to be interesting to see what they do once the games yeah. actually start. Because that's the real test, right? And they know it. And I've heard from a number of them. Okay, now we just got to win. We like what we have. Now we need to win. But going back to my first point, Taysom Hill being able to play, that is, you know, that in and of itself could be a headline. I could play today on the top of the sports section, on the top of the web blog, whatever you want. That's good enough. But then he continued on by saying, I have exhausted all means to get healthy. He has tried everything. Those are his words. I've tried everything to get myself healthy and ready for the season. So 
while he is superhuman <laughs> in a lot of BYU Nation, the Sports Nation's fans' minds, he's it's not for a lack of effort. I mean, he he literally has has done everything. Nike is specifically designing a shoe for him. The TH7. Is that I a, just gave it that name. Oh, okay. that is it's not called the TH7. I'm like, <laughs> no, no, whoa. Is, I'm calling it the TH7. <laughs> giving it a name? No, they're designing a By the way, a if they call that, I need to get a little piece of that. To help him recovering from his list Frank injury. Incredible. And ta- I mean, if you didn't hear the interview with him on BYU Sports Nation yesterday, go back and listen to what he's been doing to work with doctors in terms of resistance and getting all of the muscles to fire equally. Like It was fascinating. He has worked so hard to get himself back and ready to play. Number two to Tom Homo, not so much about the Big 12 and inclusion there, but future schedules. I He caught my attention when he said the games we're playing now this season which is equivalent to a power five schedule are forerunners for other big games we have lined up mm. dangles that carrot that's out there that's right and we learned that BYU is trying to schedule a series with an ACC team no surprise they want to play the big boys listen to Tom Homo during state of the program we're uh, imitating a P5 schedule right now and, and being in a conference like that but it would be a great thing for BYU football to get there. We're not surprised. It's funny when, like, guess what? BYU still wants to be in a Power 5 conference. Breaking news! But for the time being, they are simulating yes. that schedule to try and get ready so that when, when it does happen, right? Like that was the word, the word that was yep, used. it was used. It won't be this drastic transition in terms of competition level. Well, and it... And it it speaks very highly of what Tom Homo and BYU has been able to do to be able to achieve that. Because, as we've talked about before, not there aren't many programs that can actually schedule that type of schedule, a P5 schedule, as an independent. That just does not happen very often. Notre Dame, you know, when they were independent, could do it. Or like, they are independent, even though they have the scheduling arrangements. But you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, I got you. I'm following. This last one is for all of the fans of the BYU-Utah rivalry from Kalani Satake. <laughs> We know each other, and we uh, we will always be friends. But I, I want to beat them so bad. Kalani and Kyle, the two <laughs> head coaches, they made it very clear. And Kalani has told me this in his office as well, where he's like, "Yeah, he's a great guy. We have a great relationship." But guess what? Sometimes good guys need to lose football games. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like he he wants to beat. It's like beating his brother is what he compared it to, and I like that. You can be friends, but is there anybody you want to beat more yeah. than your brother? Yeah, don't mistake the fact that they're really good friends to mean that he's okay losing to Whittingham. I like the dynamic that is coming with the rivalry moving forward. Up next on BYU Sports Nation, the 1996 WAC Freshman of the Year, Ronnie Jenkins, excited the crowd 20 years ago, and he's back in Studio B next. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Simulcast on BYU Radio, moving pictures on BYU TV. Happy Friday, July 1st. Conversation going right now on Twitter. If you don't... Now is a good time to follow at BYU Sports Nation on the Twitter machine and join our conversation whenever, however you feel like it, using the hashtag BYUSN. The new BYU TV app is now on the fourth generation Apple TV. You can stream content live as well as go back and watch all your favorite BYU TV shows and sporting events on demand. BYU TV's app will also hit the Xbox One platform on July 12th. I know a lot of fans have been waiting for that. 
BYU got... Sports Nation got a brand new Xbox today, didn't? Uh, yeah, uh, we'll have to look into that some more. <laughs> it, it, whether it's been given or not, we're that, kidding. That's up for debate. <laughs> Our Twitter question today What is your headline after BYU football's media day at Family Budge? Says the 96 team. Having old be involved with new like that is something no one else does. Helps instill respect for tradition. Kalani's made it clear we've got to go back to the roots. That was a perfect example of going back to the roots yesterday. Really cool to see that reunion in Studio A. Well, and not only that, but the, the not only the 96 team, but how quickly have we seen guys coming back to the program? I mean, it has happened in a very short period of time. The enthusiasm from alumni to come back to BYU yeah. has been obvious. It's been nice to the see. Brotherhood is yes. returning yes. to Provo, Utah. Uh, at Kubaka says Dennis Pitta replaces Spencer Linton as host for BYUSN hashtag Top Button Trending. Yeah, apparently it was all about getting Jerem out of the way, and then Dennis decided to throw a curveball at the end, and say, "Hey, maybe we should go with the Top Button theme, Jerem, and get Spencer out of studio." Was it? Was it your quote? I don't see that happening. No, no. I said, "Does this face look, <laughs> yeah, look worried?" Go. Does this face look worried? And what? I'm still not worried. What was up with all the top button yesterday? I don't know. How like many everybody, you... all the players, can all we, top can, button. Can we send out a poll question, please, right now? Are you in favor of a top button for the guy with no tie, keep in mind, or not? I am interested to hear what BYU Sports Nation thinks about the top button because it, for me, it looks split down the middle. Poll question, insta poll right now on BYU Sports Nation. We will update it by the end of the show. Are you in favor of the top button look for a guy. Okay? Women, get involved in this because your opinion matters a lot. <laughs> Probably matters more than ours. <laughs> Let's be honest. It does. <laughs> Before we get into our first interview of the day, we need to remind people just how fast Ronnie Jenkins was, and that brings us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. 4.19. Is that real? Ronnie Jenkins ran an unofficial 4.1940. I mean, <laughs> that's insane. A 4.19? That's like Spencer Linton speed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to run a 4.99. A 4.91. <laughs> Let alone a 4.19. Like, I know it's unofficial. That's ridiculous. And Brian McKenzie, one of the great running backs from 1996, brought that up as well yesterday when he was talking about Ronnie and lightning and thunder. Like, Brian was a pretty fast running back. Ronnie was lightning quick, which is why he got himself into the NFL. Hey, I don't care if it's unofficial or not. If you're getting unofficially close to 4.19, you're fast. Holy cow. Jerem Jordan and I spoke with Ronnie Jenkins last night after the 1996 celebration show, and the soft-spoken star gave us a look into what he was feeling about the return trip to Provo. Not every day that Ronnie Jenkins gets to hang out with the BYU Sports Nation crew in Studio B, or as I should say, not every day that we get to hang out with Ronnie Jenkins. Welcome to Studio B, man. Thank you. Thank you for having me. 1996 football, reminiscing. Uh, it's It's been something that Jeremy and I have been looking forward to for a very long time because it played a huge part of why we wanted to do what we do and uh, what got us really into that blue blood BYU football, never say die mentality. But um, how does it feel for you looking back on that 1996 season, 20 years later? I mean, it's uh, looking back at it now, um, being older, um, you, you realize how big it was. 
uh, I mean, at the time, it was going so fast for me. I was a freshman, you know, right out of high school, just soaking everything up. Um, but I learned so much. <clears throat> just, uh, you know, I didn't come from a winning program in high school. Never really won more than five games. Uh, never won a championship. Um, so being here and learning from who I learned from, Lavelle, Norm Chow, and being around players like Steve Sarkeesian, um, Shay, Omar, uh, Tim McTire, um, it was a great experience. Um, and uh, I'm I, I'm lucky that I got a chance to be a big part of that team and and share the the, the history we made. James Dye told us that after the 95 season, they said, we need to go out and get guys that can play and really talented. You were one of those guys they brought in, Brian McKenzie and others. What was that like when, they, uh, when BYU went out to, to try and bring you in uh, to a team that you don't know they're going to go 14-1, and one, but they load up? I mean, uh, I was recruited by most of the top schools in the country. Um, some of them fell back due to my... Um, uh, SAT score the first time I took my my test, um, but BYU didn't. They they just re- they stuck to it uh, to the end. And I, the second time I took my test, I I got the scores I needed. But um, and that was one of the reasons why I came. Um, I never didn't follow them that much. To be honest with you, uh, I just knew that um, they were kind of loyal to me. They always would contact me. They showed me that they wanted me. Uh, Lavelle Edwards made me believe that, it, you know, he wanted me at this, at this school. So um, so when I got here, um, honestly, when I first got here, I ain't going to lie, I didn't see us doing what we did. <laughs> I didn't. And I mean, I'm joking, but, you know, coming from where I was coming from, you know, I, my teams were consist of, a lot of black players, Samoans, and that's what we knew. Um, when I got to BYU, I didn't see a lot of that, so I was like, "Man, how are we gonna, how are we gonna do this?" But then once we got on that practice field, I saw a whole different thing. So it taught me just just about a team, just a, a real program. I learned that here. So, at what point did you think we have a really good team? <sighs> Uh, probably after Texas A&M. I mean, I saw it in practice, but, you know, practice is practice. But once we got on that field, um, looking at Chad Lewis and Itula, I was like, man, I've never even seen nothing like that before. Um, looking at our line, our linemen, never seen anyone that big. John Tate was a, one of the biggest guys I've ever seen in my life. Um, just after that game, I knew we were something, something vicious. And then... We obviously won the second game, but that Washington game hurt us a lot. But after that, I mean, I just knew we were just yeah. You sometimes you go into a situation where you're, you're iffy about if the game is close. At some point in that season, we never really thought that we'll lose. Even when the game was close, we just thought we would win. So. It took a while for your freshman rushing record to be broken. I think until 2012 with uh, Jamal Williams, who was. Uh, had a fantastic and has a fantastic career at BYU. Uh, what was it about that season that you and Brian McKenzie, neither of which rushed for a thousand yards, but you combined for like seventeen hundred, to where you guys could ha- be this one-two punch? 
Um, I mean, I think it was just a, a combination of um, Brian was a bigger back. Yeah, he was still fast. A lot of people don't don't know that he was pretty fast. Um, and me being able to to run the way I I was able to run and catch the ball the way I was catching the ball, we just added uh, just a, a, another dimension of, of the offense, and you know we just got it going. I mean, um, you know I know records are made to, made to be broken, but uh, from a competitive standpoint, uh, I didn't play the first three games <laughs> and I shared time with two other backs yeah. you know so would have uh, been a thousand yards yeah could have easy yeah. okay there easy. you go I believe that too and you're a soft-spoken guy but you were loud on the field like like yeah. you express yourself where does that come from you know I was just a different different person on the field you know I off the field I don't really talk much I don't really uh you know I don't I don't talk I mean, I talk, but I don't, you know, people know me as being a quiet person and I don't brag. I don't, you know, I don't do all that stuff. But when I'm on the football field, um, my mindset as a child, as my uncle taught me, um, he said it was always best that other people talked about you opposed to you talking about yourself. So I kind of, um, in a good way, I, I kind of just wanted to show everything I had on the field so everyone could talk about me and tell me or say how good I was or how great I was. Um, that was my motivation of just practicing hard and, and just handling my business. Um, but, yeah, on the football field, I was ready to talk trash. I was a small guy, but I, I wasn't scared of nothing. Brian McKenzie talked about you in the uh, 1996 special that we did on BYU TV, and he said that you ran a 4.140. <laughs> how fast were you when you were a freshman at BYU? You know what? Um, I've ran different times, uh, just depending on the day and my mood, I guess. Um, when I did run a 419, um, I was coming off of, uh, I set out a season, obviously, and I ran track. You ran a 41940, yeah. Ronnie. Yeah, I did. That's ridiculous. Wow. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's how you make it in the NFL for a couple of years <laughs> yeah, while yeah. being undrafted, right? Yeah. Huh. So that 419, uh, I don't know if people know this, but I didn't finish the rate. I didn't finish the 40. I kind of I finished it, but I slowed up uh, towards the end because my ham my hamstring was hurting a little bit. Um, you ran a 419 with a pulled hamstring at the end. Yeah, towards the end. People don't know that. Kalani knows that though. Excuse, <laughs> excuse us for being a little taken yeah. back at this. Yeah. That's ri- uh, that's ridiculous. Chris Johnson yeah. thinks that's very fast. Yeah. Right? Yes. <laughs> From what I'm told, it's fast. But, you know, <laughs> I didn't always run times like that. Sometimes four threes, you know. Well, since four threes, super slow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, one one game that really pops out for me was um, at Utah. I, I sat in the Utah student section with an uncle who went to Utah, but was a BYU fan. Mm. Uh, we were uh, donuts were thrown at us before the game. You know, that's just the kind of trials you have to put up with those clowns in the yeah. that student section. BYU wins that game by twenty. You rush for 366, and you have quite the game as well. You rush for 156 on 29 carries. Mm. What was it like just to, to ram the ball down their throat successfully and win by 20 to clinch the division? I mean, for me, um, at that time, I didn't really know how big the rivalry was. Like I said, I was only a freshman. Um, so I was going into the game wanting to do that anyway. Uh, I wanted to have a good game. Um, but 
as the gang got closer, um, I realized how big it was. It was a lot of trash talking, stuff like that. So I, I'm I'm getting the sense that this is a, a huge rivalry. So uh, to go into this game um, and and not even pass that much, um, to be in a passing school, uh, Sark only passed like 12 times or something like that. Um, and for me to be as small as I I was and running the ball 29 times, um, you know, it just gives you uh, confidence. You know, it shows people that you're durable. Uh, um, but I'm happy that I've never lost to the Utes. Yeah, you scored three touchdowns in that never. game. And in 1998, you go back and was that the year of the Conishero Clank as well? Yes, I was also in the Utah student section for that one too. Jerem, yeah. you need to be at the game this year. <laughs> yeah. That was a good year as well. Yeah, yeah, it was all right. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, y- yesterday I, uh, I noticed this. This is great. Derek Stevenson mm-hmm. sent out a picture. He tweeted a photo of, hey, Kalani Sataki, block somebody, bro. You're trying to get Ronnie Jenkins killed at mm-hmm. 6-O-W-E. Mm-hmm. And, and so uh, that's where he, there was a big hit on you in that game. Absolutely. So then at Jonathan Lingo says, the choice of – Ronnie, to take on the tackler was the wrong one. You responded with this. Came back after that hit and scored just saying. (laughs) Remember the score too, right? Yeah. Well, a lot of people look that hit up, always talking to me about how I got hit. But they never talk about that we won. And I came back in the game and scored a touchdown. I think the winning touchdown, probably. I don't know. Oh, that um, too. So, yeah, football is a contact sport. We get hit. It was a good hit. I mean, uh, but like I said, I'm not scared. I saw the guy there. I know how big he was. I, I, We game plan for this stuff, so I knew who he was. I took him on and I lost, but we won. So, <laughs> uh, so it is what it is. That's great. I love that response. I thought that was great. Ronnie, as we wrap up, 14-1. Uh, and one. That's just, it, I think three teams in NCAA history have done that. The fact that BYU did it was an anomaly because played in the pigskin classic, you had to have a whack championship game and you had to play in a bowl game and you had to play Hawaii. So you could get that 12th game. So it just to, to play that many games and win 14. What, what does that mean to you and to BYU football? Well, it's history. So it means a lot uh, to BYU. Um, I mean, we made history and uh, you know, we don't BYU don't get a, uh, as much credit as it deserves. Um, um, we have a national championship. Uh, we, you know, we've done a lot of good things at this school. The school is an accomplished school, and it doesn't get a lot of credit. Uh, as far as me, um, losing one game was nothing to me because I, I've lost many games. I didn't, like I said, I didn't come from a winning program. So, the 14 wins is is a great, awesome, um, more than I've ever won in my life. And to walk away with a ring was just uh, was just awesome. So, um, BYU, one of the top programs in the country. We don't get that credit, but um, we've taken down a lot of monsters from Miami's to Penn State's to, you know, whoever. Whoever's been uh, Notre Dame, whoever's been the so-called monster, we, you know, BYU has taken them on and and beat them. So, uh, that year was a historical year. Um, we, We got in our own and um, we lost one game, and after that, we went on a streak, and you know, history was made. 
We'd love to talk to you again sometime soon, Ronnie, if that's okay with you. Anytime. We'd also like you to give us your autograph on our stretch white flag before you go, if you're cool with that. No problem. Ronnie Jenkins on BYU Sports Station. Thanks so much, Ronnie. No problem. Thank you. How much fun was that guy to watch play football at BYU? Yeah, I, I, it was a good hit. It was a good hit. Nobody wants to talk about we won and I scored the, the touchdown. Maybe the winning touchdown. He came back in the game. <laughs> Mike drops. Yeah, drops Mike out. <laughs> he was great. He was so much fun to watch. Had the speed, and the he, he was he, had, he was a physical runner and had this. He was great. Picked up by the San Diego Chargers. Played there for a few years. Bounced around the NFL a little bit. Really good talent. Up next on BYU Sports Nation, we were fresh today's BYU some headlines. Plus, play big deal, no deal. Nike creating a shoe for Taysom Hill. Th seven. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation. Spencer Linton, Jason Shepard, and Radio Vision live on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Everywhere. BYU Sports Nation and social media. Would you say go hand in hand? I would say that. I just did say that. Make sure you're following us on all the platforms. Uh, BYU Sports, at BYU Sports Nation on Twitter. On Instagram, it's BYU Sports Nation. And if you're into the Snapchat, BYUSN. That's how you can follow us. Yes, social media is a major component of this show and will be forever. <laughs> it is the wave that is happening in our in our world. Do you think it ever do you ever think it goes away at some point? I mean, everything runs its course. Do you think social media is here forever? Yes. Absolutely. I, I agree. I th- absolutely. In there, some and there are form, so many new forms. Yes, in some form it will be here forever. Unless it's not and then and then you're wrong. And then we're wrong. And then we are wrong. We're probably dead by no, now. No, it's here forever. Let's refresh today's BYUSN headlines. One of the many stories from BYU Football Media Day that happened to come out on in Studio B, rather. Taysom Hill saying, I could play today. Do you, do you buy into that? I do, because the guy played on a broken foot for crying out loud. He said he was sore, but he could play today. Will Taysom Hill be ready for the season? Yes. Cougar Tracksters Shaq Walker and Shea Collinsworth will both both participate uh, this weekend in the U.S. Olympic track and field trials up in Eugene, Oregon. Both will run in the 800 meters. Trying to make the Olympic team. Shaq Walker, by the way, has a fantastic shot to do it on July 4th. And he said he's envisioned like running around with awesome. an American flag on his back, fireworks going off at Tracktown, USA. Having made the Olympics, we wish the best of luck to both of them. Zach Blair tied for fifth at the Barracuda Championship in Reno, Nevada. The PGA star, former Cougar, finished the first round at plus 13. So normally you're thinking he was 13 over par, but this is a different form of scoring. And apparently, according to the Stableford scoring system, 13 over is really good. Now, if he were to win this weekend, he would receive an invite to the Open Championship. Or the British Open. <laughs> Whatever you want to call it. Whatever you want to call it. Yes. Brennan Lund continues his hot streak in the minors, playing with the Orem Owls. Lund went two for four last night and is currently hitting 568. It's time to play Big Deal, No Deal. Big Deal, No Deal. Brought to you by Brady Industries, a provider of commercial cleaning supplies and equipment throughout the Western United States for over 65 years. Brady Industries Clean Solutions, a tradition for generations. Number one. Big deal, no deal. Social media. Wait, I got to Snapchat something real quick here. Okay, yeah, go. <laughs> oh, oh, sorry, that wasn't one of them. Big deal, what? no deal. Nike creating a custom shoe for Taysom Hill. This is a big deal, Jason, because it's just another way to show that everybody's all in on getting Taysom Hill healthy, even 
Nike. They are using him as a guinea pig of sorts. He's trying everything, and because of that, he's going to be able to play. He could play today. How is that not a big deal? Nike's involved. Yeah, yeah. It's a huge deal. I know it's big deal, no deal. It's a big deal for sure. Huge. Huge. But here's the thing. If this is something that can help support that foot, if they're going all out, the R&D department, which sounds like he's bionic, but you know the research and development you know, area of Nike is putting this together. He's got special insoles that are going in these shoes. If they're going to all of that and it can help him, absolutely it's a big deal. Yeah, the adamantium in his foot uh, should, oh, also, should also help awesome. out. Number two. Does the adamantium have a swoosh symbol on it? <laughs> I, Just I hope do it. so. <laughs> Nike's going to be mad if it doesn't. <laughs> Number two. <laughs> Big deal, no deal. Tom Homo infers the schedule this season is a forerunner of future schedules to come for BYU football. I say no deal on this one, Jason, because I expect it. I mean, I, I'm intrigued to see what future opponents will be out there, but I'm not surprised. I mean, we've, we've already seen the trend happening with the addition of USC and Stanford and Oregon and LSU. Like, this is, this is the trend right now, BYU scheduling up to create a schedule like Notre Dame has on a year-in and year-out basis. So there's no deal because it's just status quo for right now. Well, see, I will say it's a big deal. And the reason I say big deal is because it shows that this isn't just something that BYU got lucky to do right now. This isn't something that just happened right now. BYU is saying we've been able to figure out how to do this, and not only are we doing it now, we're going to do it in the future. So I think it is a big deal. Number three. Big deal, no deal. Tom Homo gets his Big 12 news from the same place fans do. The Big 12 Update Center. <laughs> it's a great place to get it. <laughs> I'm glad we have that I'm glad back we have there. that background. <laughs> it's so nice. It's high society. I say no deal on this. I, when it happens, when it happens, again, quoting Tom Homo, uh, that's the real news. And who cares where he's getting his news right now? When the phone call takes place, <laughs> that that will be a big deal. Okay, when the actual phone call <laughs> yes. to Tom Holt takes place, that's the big deal. Right now, no deal. Okay, you know how I feel about anything related to the Big 12. <laughs> it's the biggest deal of all. It's Jason's lifeblood. It's, it, is, it is what I follow uh, <laughs> uh, to a, uh, <laughs> a very depressing uh, point at some time. <laughs> Uh, but yes, anything related to the Big 12, and hey, Tom Homo, we're all the same, all right? Tom Homo's not above anybody. He's just like everybody else. He gets his news just like you, following Twitter, the Big 12 update desk, <laughs> update center, everywhere. It's a big deal because it's Big 12 related. That's some fantastic artistry, by the way. Who back did there that? In, Do we know? Uh, production, uh, production control room one. I, I don't know who, who did draw that. Number four. Big deal, no deal. Troy Hines switches positions from defensive end to tight end. I think this is a big deal because Troy Hines was one of the premier high school football players, not just in the state of Utah, but in the entire country when he came out of Davis High School. As a linebacker and as a defender, they like his athleticism. They like his ability to catch the ball, to use his hands. We're looking for the next great tight end at BYU, and we need one. They need one because Ty Detmer is implementing the tight ends again in the pro-style offense. So this is a big deal. Can Troy Hines be that guy that kind of comes out of nowhere and, and becomes the star? 
Hey, it's a big deal for me for a couple of reasons. Number one, his athleticism. I think this is something that very easily translates for him to come over to that position. The other thing I think is if Ty Detmer, who knows a thing or two about tight ends and, and getting the tight ends involved, if he says, you know what, I think that guy can do it, I think it's a big deal. Number five. Last one, big deal, no deal. Dennis Pitta takes over media day. <laughs> no deal! <laughs> this is no deal from Dennis Pitta. Uh, you know, I, I, would have said, I would say it was a big deal until he decided to try and... Then he turned it on. He, it, you know, he turned it on me. He pulled the old switcheroo and yeah, went Dennis. from Jerem to you. Yeah, there's it, no coincidence that Jerem and Dennis are both not here today, right? This is n- <laughs> no deal! I, I will say no deal as well, for different reasons. <laughs> Like you said, you kind of expect the schedule now for B. I just expect Dennis Pitta to knock it out of the park. Oh, he's amazing. He's great. He is. Every interview he did was fantastic. So, so no deal because I just expect Dennis to do that. By the way, we are working on uh, a situation where we will have Dennis Pitta involved more. And this, and this, this one is at Dennis's request, right, Dennis? That one was at your request. <laughs> he said he didn't request to be on media day, but we all know. Dennis, Dennis wanted to be on the show. <laughs> and he was great at it. <laughs> Brought to you by Brady Industries. Clean solutions, a tradition for generations. Up next, the one thing we clearly learned at Media Day, nobody's really talking about today. But you should be. It involves the Jay Swag Daddy. BYU Sports Nation brought to you by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans all over the world. Spencer Linton, Jason Shepard, live from Studio B. If you miss an episode of this show live, you can always watch the rebroadcast weeknights on BYU TV starting at 6 p.m. Eastern, or you can dial in one of the other 147 ways, including Apple TV, Xbox 360, Xbox One now as of July 12th, so that's coming later this month. Can you believe it's July I know it's well. Hey, this sounds wrong. One month from the start of fall camp. Holy that's what cow. July is. Yeah, baby. It's the month before we fall camp. One month away. One you, month away from fall camp. Yeah, you mentioned Apple TV. The new BYU TV app is now on the fourth generation Apple TV. As you mentioned, you can stream content live. You can also go back and watch some of your favorite BYU TV shows and sporting events on demand. I it's wanna, all at your fingertips. Yes, it really is. I would like to revisit something. Yesterday, that I feel like not a lot of people are talking about. And I feel like we should make news, if you will, with what was said by Jamal Williams. I, I was taken back at, and this is not a joke, at his maturity level. He's 21, and I feel like there's, there's a different perspective. And, and say what you will. Maybe it's because he had to sit out a year. He chose to do that. And now this is kind of his last hurrah BYU, and he's been here for five years. I mean, he got here when he was 16, Jason. What in the world? He got here when he was 16. Now he's 21. And it just it just feels different. Listen to what he said, even even about eating. I do like rice, chicken, and broccoli now. Been drinking water. Mm-hmm. No more <laughs> soda like that no more. Yeah, I've been trying to grow up, eat like y'all now. <laughs> the vibe I got from Jamal Williams yesterday was, it's business. I'm still me, and yeah. I'm still going to have fun, but... I want to impress some people. I want to get noticed. It's business. Well, see, I I think what you mentioned a second ago is why I think he's gone through this change, and and not not that you know there was anything wrong with the Jamal before, but like you said, he he's matured, and I think a lot of that comes from not playing for a while. You know, it, it's one of those things, especially for someone like that who has always done that and has been so good at it, and is is an athlete. 
that is, you know, can do anything he wants on the football field, to be able to have that taken away for a little while, when you get that opportunity back, you don't want it to go away. You want to make sure that you handle everything the way you're supposed to, that you just enjoy the moment. And he wants to make sure that this is a great year for him, not just for him, but for this team. And I think he appreciates what this, the university, but also this new coaching staff yeah. has done for him in embracing him and welcoming him back. Not, not that it wasn't an exciting and entertaining. Oh, it was a hilarious interview, as usual, with Jamal Williams. But there were just a few moments where I was like, he seems different. And in a good way. He, he seems more mature. He talked about using his vision on the field and even went as far as saying, like, I, I, I know when to explode and kind of slow down and, and prevent injuries and, and make sure that you know, I'm taking care of my body while I'm playing and while I'm off the field. I, I don't know. I just was really impressed with the, the dynamic that he brought yesterday to media day because it's still Jamal, but like, I feel like he's poised to do something really big this year behind the pro-style offense. You should have seen his eyes light up when we talked about running behind the offensive line in Ty Detmer's new offense. Like He is, he is amped to go, and I think, obviously, as you said, that much more because – he didn't get to play for yeah. a while. He misses it. Yeah, absolutely. He, well, and the other part is how many times, and this is in college, this is pro, anytime somebody was, was young coming in, three or four years later, they always talk about how the game became uh, more cerebral. They, they thought about, early on, they didn't have to really think because they were so athletic, and, and Jamal is just as athletic as he, as he was, but they relied all, that's all they had to worry about. They were so athletic they could do whatever they wanted. Now you add the, the mental part and, and that maturation. It, it's, you add that to the athletic skills, now you've got yourself a really, really good player that, uh, that BYU is, I, I really think, are going to do some special things with Jamal this year. Go back and watch the interview Jamal Williams did with BYU Sports Nation yesterday on Media Day. Tell us what you think. Did you get that same vibe? I don't know. I, I mean, it, it was very clear from the beginning that it's, it's just different this year for him, and I think that is a fantastic thing. Also, he said, I want that record. He wants to be the all-time leading rusher at BYU. I know Harvey Unga has talked to him about it a, a, a numerous times, like, you need to be the guy. And he said, I want that, but I want to have a great season as well. I want this team to have a great season. Taysom and Tanner say, we're BYU guys. Jamal Williams is a BYU guy through and through. He's a fantastic person to talk to and a great player to watch. He's that he's that combination, as you said. He's funny, but yet he's he's when he's out there on the on the field, he's all business. At J Tracy twenty five eleven tweets this in middle aged vanilla men go above and beyond <laughs> with the best interviews in the history of BYU Sports Nation. That his headline for today from BYU Football Media Day. Always got to get the vanilla men in there, don't we? Up next on BYU Sports Nation, we have forgotten to do something, Jason. What that is, and the whip! BYU Sports Nation presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Hit it! Countdown to the Wildcats! 64 days! You thought the whip was coming, didn't you? Yeah, a little, little trickeration little trickeration. Right mm-hmm. A little misdirection for the touchdown. 64 days away from BYU football in an actual game under Kalani Satake in his first year as head coach. Now what should we do, Jason? Let's whip it. Okay. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Football. 
Major headlines from BYU Football Media Day yesterday. Taysom Hill told BYU Sports Nation he could play today if needed. Also, Travis Tuiloma continues to cover from his Liz Frank injury. Tuiloma had surgery and is expected to miss most of camp. He hopes to be ready for the Arizona game. Also, Steve Clark, assistant coach for the Cougars, says Troy Hines has made the switch from defensive end to tight end. Love it. And Nike has designed a shoe specifically for Taysom Hill. Track and field. Unofficially called the TH7, right, Jason? That's right. Cougar tracksters Shaquille Walker and Shay Collinsworth will both participate this weekend in the U.S. Olympic track and field trials in Eugene, Oregon, both running in the 800 meters. Good luck. Cougars in the PGA. Zach Blair is tied for sixth at the Barracuda Championship in Reno, Nevada. Blair finished the first round at plus 13, which is good, seeing that the tournament uses the Stableford scoring system. If Blair were to win this weekend, he would receive an invite to the British Open or the Open Championship. Cougars in the minors! Always with the turkey on Fridays. <laughs> Brennan Lund continues his hot streak in the minor leagues. Lund went 2-4 for four last night for the Orem Owls. He's currently batting 568, it's worth decent. every penny, man. Oh, yeah, and then there's Jacob Brugman, too. Two for four with an RBI and scoring a run for the Nashville Sounds. He's in AAA. He might make it to the majors this season. Swimming and diving. BYU swimmer Peyton Sorensen finished 10th in the 53 prelims and will advance to tonight's Olympic trial semifinals. Well done, Peyton. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter. Help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com. Who deserves the Rise and Shout today, Jason? How about we give it to Jamal? Okay. Jamal Williams. I like that. I like that take. The mature. Yes. The the well-seasoned and mature Jamal Williams. The most interesting man in BYU football. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> our Twitter question today. What is your headline after BYU football's media day at J.P. Pollock says fans care more about the new polos than the football team? That is not true. Hey, thanks to uh, Ronnie Jenkins and everybody on the crew. Conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter. Hashtag BYUSN. Make sure Our you elite tweet of the day from at Still Team Riley. Keep your chin up. Tanner Mangum acknowledges the struggle with getting his chin strap right in 2015. <laughs> For Jason, I'm Spencer. Shout out to all y'all. Later.